going on, everybody? It's time for another episode of the Binge Boys podcast presented by Watchdog Media. I'm your host, Logan, and I'm not joined by Megan or Emily today. I'm not joined by Tanner or Jordan. I'm joined by Bay. Hello, Catherine. Hello, everyone. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? You're just fine? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we're doing an episode of The Run-Through today. And um, for those of you who don't know, let me learn you something. The premise is of the Binge Boys podcast that every single week, my co-hosts Matt and Tanner and I get together and we discuss the hottest in TV and movies and we'll sprinkle in some video games, some pop culture, uh, some music here and there, but for the most part, we're TV and film. Every Thursday... We have a bonus episode of the show that you're listening to right now entitled The Run-Through. On those episodes, I am joined by Tanner and Matt, or Megan or Emily, or in this case, Catherine, who wants to dive into a movie or TV series and break it down element by element and give an in-depth review. Today, we are doing Dirty Dancing. Uh, first things first, go follow us on Instagram, at Binge Boys Podcast. That's where you get our announcements, top five list reviews, and more. Next thing, go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and scroll down and make sure that you've left a five-star rating, as well as a short review. It helps us out a lot and helps us grow the show. Catherine? Yes? It's 2021, and everyone is on their hotness and fitness journey, and one of the biggest aspects of that lifestyle is eating healthy and meal prepping. Most people have no idea where to start. They're overwhelmed by options, and they don't know what meals suit them best by the goals they want to achieve. Luckily, Prepped and Ready has the solution. Prepped and Ready Meals delivers high-quality, fresh meals with health and fitness in mind with a variety of healthy, low-calorie but delicious meals they can cater to anyone's personal needs. If you live in the greater Atlanta area and you're interested in meal prep made simple, you can go to PreppedReadyMeals.com and use code BINGE15 at checkout for 15% off the first-time order. That's BINGE15 for first time or for 15% off your first-time order. As I stated at the top, we are doing dirty dancing today. Why, Catherine, are you on this? Uh, why are you on this episode of the Binge Boys? Because Dirty Dancing is my favorite movie of all time. Really, it is one of them. Why is it your favorite movie of all time? I think it was because when I was like, honestly, I don't even know how old I was. I was really young, though. I remember watching this movie because it came on like e you mm -hmm. know the channel like entertain e. like e the, mm -hmm. the e network and it came on all the time and my sister used to watch it sometimes but it was always like <coughs> i wasn't supposed to watch it mm -hmm. you know so then the first time i actually watched it by myself like the music and the dancing and the story it's just all so good and you know, my mom and my sister both enjoyed it as well. So it just kind of became like a staple. Like if that movie was on TV, it was on in somebody's room. Did your dad care for it? No. No? Not one of those movies that he learned to start to like because mom and you three, or because you three enjoyed it so much? No. Hmm. Dad does his own thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh. Well... Before we talk about Dirty Dancing more, let me give the folks at home a little bit more background information on the movie. Oh, wait, quiz me. I bet I could give all the information. 
the top of my head. Okay. First off, scoot the mic closer to you. Can barely pick you up. You can pick it up. <laughs> there you go. Talk to me now. Hello. <laughs> okay. The here it is. When was this movie released? August twenty eighth, nineteen eighty seven. Wrong. Really? Yep. Twenty sixth. Nope. Bull. August twenty fifth, nineteen eighty seven. Okay. Who was it directed by? Emilio. Emilia. Emil. 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 I don't know how to say his last name. Ardolino. Ardolino. Right. Starring the two main actors. Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze. And the synopsis for the movie reads as, Baby, played by Jennifer Grey, is one listless summer away from the Peace Corps. Hoping to enjoy her youth while it lasts, she's disappointed when her summer plans deposit her at a sleepy resort in Catskills with her parents. Her luck turns around, however, when the resort's dance instructor, Johnny, played by Patrick Swayze, enlists Baby as his new partner, and the two fall in love. Baby's father forbids her for seeing Johnny, but she's determined to help him perform the last big dance of the summer. I want everyone to know that Logan said corpse. Instead of core. The Peace Corps. It's not pronounced corpse. It's just the Peace Corps. Then why is there a P in there? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't <laughs> make the rules. I'm pretty sure you could call it either way. One's wrong and one's right, but <laughs> whatever's your niche. My niche is uh, <laughs> Peace Corps. <laughs> um, some numbers about this movie. It's budget. Do you know what that was? Like a million dollars. It was about six million dollars. <throat> Opening weekend, it made more than half. It made three point nine million dollars in its all-time box office run. Do you want to take a stab at what it made? Thirty-three million. Two hundred and fourteen million. Holy balls! <laughs> um, Rotten Tomatoes wise, the critics. Do you want to guess that too? What do you think the critics gave this movie? They probably hated it. What would you think? I don't know how tomatoes work. 100% means it's the most perfect oh, movie ever made. It's a percentage. 100% means it's the most perfect movie ever made. 64. They gave it a 69. Oh. <laughs> uh, what do you think the audience gave it? 110%. 90%. Close enough. Pretty good. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> we just had dinner. <laughs> Catherine. On the run-through, we break things down. I'm not sure if you've listened to this before. Um, we break it down category by category. So, uh, the first category we usually run through is, number one, a a, just a general review of the movie. What do you see this out of five? You already said what it means to you and where why it's your favorite movie. What, let me take a stab that you're going to give this a five out of five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably settle around a four. If we did halves, maybe I'd go three and a half. What? Um, but uh, the real reason I chose you to be my co-host is because I wanted to absolutely butcher this movie in front of you. Oh, whatever. The whole time we watched it the other night, you were like, you know what? This really is a good movie. <laughs> um, well, yeah, you're right. I like it. It's a four out of five. It's a, it's a good movie. Before I had ever seen it, you were the first time I had ever watched it. We watched it back at 
was it Rockledge that we watched it at? Or was it Hudson Ridge we watched it for the first time? I'm pretty sure it was Hudson Ridge. Yeah, I think you're right too. Because um, that's the first time I watched uh, Pretty Woman as well. Mm-hmm. With you. Why are you giving me those faces? I can't see your mouth behind the microphone, so I just see your eyes and your eyebrows. <laughs> um, so, what do you think aged the best about this movie? The music. I think that's the right answer. The music. I think that's what's so timeless about it, too, is the selections for the movie are so... They're 80s more. I feel like they're, I don't know. It goes through the decades, I guess, because the Mm -hmm. movie is based in the 60s. -hmm. But I feel like a lot of the tunes are kind of from the 80s when it was created. Yeah. That could be really wrong, but it just feels like it. Mm -hmm. The the music gives that vibe. I, as soon as we uh, finished watching it the other night, I did go and download a few of the songs from the soundtrack onto my library. Um, there's a lot of good ones. Like I think obviously the time of my life is the standout. I also went and grabbed uh hungry eyes. Forget how it went, but either way, I would sing it for you, one. but that'd be embarrassing. Do it. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. A one soundtrack as I think I recap or, or recall as each song played, I thought like, man, this song has, ba- or this movie has bangers. And especially that I've had the time of my life song. Is that where it like got famous, famous, do you think? Or do you think it was famous well before Dirty Dancing? There's a part of me that wants to think that's why that song is still known now. Yeah, as widely known. Right. Like, I feel like it was probably a good song back in the day and that's why it was in that movie but it probably would have fizzled away if it hadn't been in the movie. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Is this another category that we tackle is, uh, did the villain in the movie have a point? Who was the villain in this movie? Robbie. Her dad? No. Oh, I think her dad's the villain in the movie. No. Who's Robbie? Robbie is the boy who caused all the problems. He got Penny pregnant. He cheated on the sister. He is the whole problem in the movie he might be a problem but the dad is not the, the dad villain. is the villain in the in the in that movie okay tell me why because he's the main opposition between baby and patrick and and patrick swayze he is the main reason but i don't know let's see what well, the internet thinks i mean I'm, i I'm, hear you i hear you too let me think who let's see what the internet thinks okay let's think of it this way there's the class problem. So Robbie and dad are like in the same class, meaning rich, well-to-do, trying to be in successful. And then they don't want to see baby with Johnny because he's poor. He's not what they would want. Yeah. So they kind of, I mean, in a way they kind of go together. Says here that uh, it is a, Pretty unanimous decision that the film's clearest antagonist is Robbie. Ah. But I, I, I've always seen her dad as the villain. I but, mean... But not like a villain, like to the T, just he's a roadblock. He's not necessarily out there to try to harm... 
But did he really block? Yeah. No. He was like, you are not to see this boy. But she did. The but whole movie. But that doesn't mean that he's not evil. Well, evil's not the right word. <laughs> but Robbie created actual problems that were prevalent throughout the whole movie. Yeah, she might have been embarrassed to be with Johnny, but it wasn't that the dad was awful or mean. Yeah. It, it was the thought in her own head, but Robbie was like the actual problem. I stand by that statement. Okay. Another category that we often tackle is sequels. Now, this movie never had a sequel. It did. It did? Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Terrible. Did it star so any of bad. them? Either uh, of them? I don't think so. No, it came out in like the early thousands, I think. And it's just not even in the same caliber of huh. what the classic original was. Wow. How about that? Well, uh... Much to your benefit, 33 years after Jennifer Grey first flung herself into the arms of Patrick Swayze, the actress is reprising her role as Baby Hausman in a much-anticipated Dirty Dancing sequel that she's also returning to produce. Details of the film are top secret, but Grey is 60 now, and she tells People Magazine that the film is not going to try to recapture the chemistry she had with Swayze, and he is not being recasted who, of course, died in 2009 of pancreatic cancer. A quote from her saying, all I can say is there's no replacing anyone who's passed. You never try to repeat anything that's magical like that. You just go for something different. So a sequel is in the works with the original crew involved. I'm not here for that. Might not even go see it. Lionsgate CEO uh, John confirmed the news of the sequel uh, in August of 2020, referring it to as one of the worst-kept secrets in Hollywood. He added that the film... All right, thanks for the pop-up, People magazine. Uh, he added the film will be, quote, exactly the kind of romantic, nostalgic movie that the franchise fans have been waiting for and that have made the biggest-selling library title in the company's history. I don't know if the fans have really been waiting for this. You don't think so? No. <laughs> there it is. A uh, 2004 film, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights. Uh, and it did get a TV series at one point and a TV, roomie, a TV movie remake. So this is a movie people are apparently clamoring for. Nah. Disagree. Will you go see it with me the night it comes out? No, probably not. Why? Because no sequel that follows a movie that successful and that good is worth a dang. Really? I can provide a few uh, claims to back that statement in the opposite direction. Go. Jurassic Park, Toy Story. Those are two. <laughs> okay, but those don't even involve like actual real characters. Neither does Dirty Dancing. I mean, like, humans. Jurassic Park stars humans. Yeah, but that's not the the biggest plot. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. This is all about, like, the chemistry and the... Sounds like Jennifer Grey is going to be back on her feet soon. I mean, we watched that, like, the movies that made us mm -hmm. documentary on Netflix, and they talked about, like, how this movie mm -hmm. broke barriers and 
it wasn't supposed to be as good as it was. Yeah. It just had all of the right elements that it it worked well for it. But you can't replicate something that was an accident. That's true. Like it wasn't organic. It was organic, but it wasn't. But what am I trying to say? Like chemistry. Like they didn't add these certain things that they knew were going to make it successful. Mm-hmm. They were mm-hmm. just loyal to what the writer, the producer wanted it to be. True. You provide good, uh, good backup points. Thanks for coming to my TED talk about why the sequel is not worthy. <laughs> what will you see it if it gets a, a lot of good attention? Probably. Yeah, we'll go see it. That'll be a fun day night movie. Sequel to Dirty Dancing? Are you kidding? Yeah, I just won't have high expectations. You're right. You go into it with low expectations, and then you come out pleasantly surprised. Sure. Um, next category, will the movie re- be remade in 20 years? Ugh. No, because it, Dirty Dancing is not that unfamiliar now. Yeah. But, but in the 80s. Or rebooted, I should say. Well, they're trying. What do you mean? They're trying to with the sequel. They're trying to follow up the first movie. They're not trying to restart the series or re- reboot it. Do you could you see them in thirty years from now redoing it? It's one of those movies. They that, like to remake everything, so I mean, I wouldn't put it past Hollywood, but I think it'd be silly. Yeah, I think so too. For all of the reasons I previously mentioned. stated. Yeah. Um, what do you think aged the worst about Dirty Dancing? Is there anything in particular that sticks out to you? I was thinking about it. And I think, like, the abortion storyline is, like... Like, how casual they talk about it. Like, oh, my God, she needs an abortion. But they don't ever say the word. So, like, it was taboo then, and it's still kind of taboo now. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not a thing people are comfortable talking about or addressing. So, I don't know if it aged the worst. So, it's pretty ballsy on on the studio's part for making that a central plot point. Yeah, and remember... In the documentary, they talked about how a lot of people wanted to buy the movie, but they wanted to cut out that part. The abortion, yeah. They wanted to cut that out of the script. The writer, the screenwriter was like, no, that is a very important part. I'm not doing it without that. Well, there you go. But I I mean, does that count as like aging the worst? (laughs) But I can't think of anything else in that movie that's not good. I can't really either. There's nothing that stands out as not being good. Mm-mm. I think it's awesome. Maybe th- here's a here's a question or here's a point. Maybe the clear dis- I don't want to use the word discrimination, but like there's a clear like rich versus poor theme in the movie. Maybe that's kind of insensitive that rich people think that they're better than poor people. But isn't that still somewhat true? Probably. So, yeah, but it, it it still is a. Sucky- I think it was just addressing it head on like it might have it might have been one of the first not first movies but it was a very popular movie that did that what the hell is jennifer gray up to now probably rolling in her dough from this movie and ferris bueller untitled dirty dancing project she was in gray's anatomy she was in a movie called Duck, Duck, Goose. <laughs> I think she's had a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, she has. She doesn't look 
very good. Why was she at the Captain Marvel premiere? That's weird. Um, yeah, that's weird. Either way, um, do you want to hear some fun trivia about Dirty Dancing? See if I can stump you on any of this stuff that uh, you may or may not have known. You knew this already, but Patrick Swayze had to convince Jennifer Grey to be in the movie because she disliked him so much while filming Red Dawn. Uh, Patrick Swayze was offered $6 million to reprise his role as Johnny for the sequel, and Swayze wasn't a fan of sequels, so he turned it down. Yeah. I Going back to the first one, I think that is another component of why that movie is so good because she actually didn't know how to dance. So in the movie, she's really learning her dance numbers and stuff. And he was a professional dancer in real life. So like that angst towards each other and the fact that they genuinely did not like each other is another thing that I feel like you can't fabricate again in a sequel. But it's one of the things that made it so authentic and good. Mm, Gotcha. This is a fun one. Jennifer Grey at 27 was eight years older than the character of Baby in the script. During her audition, she had five minutes to prove she could play a younger girl. How do you prove that in five minutes? I don't know, but she did it. Good for her. Um, Johnny Castle was originally an Italian character. Uh, but this changed when Patrick Swayze auditioned for the role. Oh, I didn't know this. At the time, Jennifer Grey was dating Matthew Broderick, star of Ferris Bueller Day Off. Oh, that's weird. Didn't she play a sister? Yeah, but also, like, I don't see them together. They're both mousy. Yeah, they are. Patrick Swayze wore a girdle to look thinner and younger. (laughs) Same. What's a girdle? A girdle is like... Is it that thing you wear around your... Yeah, like holds your... Yeah, that holds your fat in. Now, every time I'm going to watch it, I'm going to look and see. Yeah, like, see can if you, you tell. tell. Like, can you, like, when he does a quick turn, can you, like, glance in there and see the girdle, like, in a cutout of his shirt or something? Oh, you know? I'm totally doing that next time we oh, watch yeah. it. Um, the love scene between Johnny and Baby during Cry to Me sequence w- was cut out of the film and is featured on the 20th anniversary DVD. There were so many things. Once I bought the DVD because I loved it so much, there were so many scenes that you see in the, like, DVD that you don't see on, like, the E broadcast. Interesting. This is the first film to sell over a million copies on home video. Um, The film was re-released in theaters in 1997 solely due to a petition led by late-night talk host Talk show host Conan O'Brien in which he had asked viewers to send letters calling for the film's re-release. When exhibitors finally agreed, O'Brien joked that he actually didn't like that movie that much and was surprised that it got re-released. Fun fact. Fun fact. Oh, okay. At 35 years old, Patrick Swayze was older than the role of Johnny in the script by 10 years and was only eight years younger than Kelly Bishop that played Baby's mom. He was 35 Mm -hmm. when that movie was shot? Yep. Wow. 
The tight schedule only allowed two weeks for rehearsal and 44 days for filming, which is incredibly fast for filming a movie. The fact that it took them four weeks, five weeks, that's like, that's unheard of. And if I remember correctly, it was like really rainy through most of it. And then it was quite cold. I think they did it in like, because the, you know, the water scene where they do the lift in the water. That's Mm -hmm. why her nips are out because the water is so frigid. Wow. Uh, Val Kilmer was initially offered the lead role, but he declined. I knew that. Sucks for him. Uh, This was one of the times must-see movies at all time. Uh, Billy Zane was also considered for the lead role, but he hated dancing. Oh, Billy Zane's the douche from the Titanic. Rose's boyfriend. I think, yeah, known for the Titanic. Ugh, I hate him. I hate his face. (laughs) This was the top video rental movie of 1988. Um, Sharon Stone was also somebody that was considered for Baby. You know who Sharon Stone is? The name is very familiar. Let me, I'll show you a picture of her. What was she in? I'm about to tell you. She was in a lot. If IMDb would load, I would definitely be able to show you. But as of a uh, a recurring theme on this show, um, IMDb sucks. Okay. She was in Basic Instinct. Oh, no, that movie. Uh, I'll show you a picture of her. I think I'm getting her and my brain confused with Alicia Silverstone or whatever her name is from Clueless. Sharon Ooh, Stone. This girl would... This girl would have been good. She's very pretty. Let me see. Hold on. Well, now the pictures aren't loading. Love IMDb for all of that. Man, she was in a lot of shitty movies. Well, tell me some of them. I might know. You don't, because I don't even know them. Okay, here's Sharon Stone. Oh. If you told your mom Sharon Stone, she'd be like, oh my God, really? Yeah. Like our parents know who Sharon Stone is. One of the more famous actors of their time. Um, That's some pretty good trivia. Is there a favorite quote of yours that sticks out? I carried a watermelon. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's That's the one that I think of. Nobody puts baby in a corner. You're not worth it. Damn. Just keep going. When he's fighting Robbie mm-hmm. outside the house and he's like about to beat his ass, but he's like, you're not worth it. And he just walks away. God, so good. I love it. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, what's your favorite scene of the movie? Oh, man. I think it's easy for me. Really? It's the finale dance. I know. It takes the cake. When you've seen the movie as many times as I have, there's so many like ones that stand out to me. Like her, like practicing her dance as she's walking down the sidewalk, and it's just like a montage of them. I really like that for some reason. The the love making. Oh no no no! The okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's when they're in the top of the dance like rehearsal room or whatever, and Baby and Johnny have been like growing their relationship, and they're both kind of like in love at this point, and they're playing this song. 
and they're just like mouthing the words to each other and they're just being like really playful and cute. And then the butthead, he's like the nephew of the owner or whatever comes up and he's like, oh, make sure he gives you your full 30 minutes, baby. Mm -hmm. I don't know that whole like them dancing and like the song is just my favorite moment. I just love the moment where like they're dancing uh, he comes to her and, you know, he says that don't, nobody puts baby in a corner, grabs her, her dad's like pissed. And then like they're dancing and you slowly see the dad like startly start to smirk and like start to s- smile. And that moment where he finally approves of him is just like a, a, just a total fist pump victory in the air. Like, let's go. Like dad approves. I find it incredibly interesting that you focus so much on the dad. Yeah, I've seen this movie a hundred thousand times and the dad is just like a sideline character to me. But even when we were watching and you know, the gazebo scene when he's like mm-hmm. sitting out looking over the lake, it's one, Oh gosh. And he's like I completely sad forgot. and you were like, Oh my gosh, like this scene just kills me. Like you've, you connect for some reason so much with the dad. I am daddy. Oh, <laughs> well no, I just, I think the dad, like I said, like he's almost a second villain for me. But like, I never would have thought about that. Like that moment where she goes and tries to apologize and he's just quivering like his bottom lip, like he's crying too. I was like, man, that's a total turning point in the movie. Like a total turning point for me. And And she's like, I never want you to be disappointed in me. Like that's that, that's some either serious acting or that man can just make himself cry because that was so well done on his part. And then finally in the end when he like shakes Johnny's hand, he's just like, I, I was wrong about you. I was like, oh, that's such a good moment. Oh, and then he tries to give Robbie the letter, mm-hmm. like the letter and of recommendation. He, he and Robbie's here. like, oh, you know, we all get ourselves into these messes sometimes. And he's like, what the? And he like and he rips, rips it. the thing up. That's what I'm talking about, Robbie. Eat shit. Because <laughs> he's the villain. He is the villain, I guess. But like, I just, I've never looked at him as the villain. I've always seen the dad. Because you focus, I just find it so interesting. Like, I feel like most people would say Robbie is the villain for obvious reasons, and they focus mostly on the love story between Johnny and um, Baby. But you love the dad's character so much, and I, I really find that fun. He's one of my favorite characters in the movie, for sure. He just, like, like that's, and maybe it's just our genders talking here. Like yeah, maybe the the dad accepting the less the quote unquote less than boyfriend to take his daughter's hand, mm-hmm. like is such a moment. Like, because every guy fears like meeting his girl's dad for the first time, and when they approve, it's like a total sigh of relief. So, like when you see this movie where this d- dad immediately, without even knowing anything about this kid, is like, "This guy sucks. I hate this guy. You are forbidden to see him. He dances. He." whips around, he dirty dances, he drives a motorcycle, he, you know, he's a punk. He didn't even know all of that about Johnny. Exactly. He just knew he he was the help. Yeah, he He looks at him. He was a paid employee, not a a vacation. A uh, patron, yeah. Yeah, so he's different than us and he's less than. Yeah. And there's another iconic moment where, like, Johnny and Baby are walking past and the dad and the sister are, like, further down, but... Baby makes Johnny duck, and he, you can tell like it really bothers him that Baby's embarrassed of him. And at the end, when he 
when all of that goes away, when the dad just kind of like doesn't like fully like say like you can date my daughter, but he's like you have my respect, but I still am unsure about you. He's like uh, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. That's such that's such that's damn right. <laughs> that's such a good moment. I love that scene. Um, fun fact: going back to the soundtrack thing, mm. um, this movie. Uh, won an Academy Award for Best Original Song for I've Had the Time of My Life. And it's so, sung by... Uh, it's sung by Frankie Prevetier. Oh, Previ. well, Patrick Swayze wrote a song for the movie. Yeah, that's the song. I had it. I just had it pulled up. Um, He had the song... Uh, She's Like the Wind. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Patrick, Patrick Swayze's song. But that other song was made for Dirty Dancing, and that's why it is still relevant. What is the song? I th- had the time of my life. Oh. Best original song for the movie. So that song was made for that movie. Oh, but okay. Also, fun fact that you learn when you watch the documentary, the movies that made us, they didn't have that song for like most of the recording of the film. Yep. So they recorded that entire dance with a metronome, mm-hmm. like so the clicking back and forth. And I remember when we watched it after watching the documentary, and yeah. you were like, "Oh my god, you can see it! You can see them you, and going I was making like, the to the tick metronome, noise, yeah. and you can see them the snapping beat. their fingers to the tick of the thing." And I was like, "Wow, that just made my viewing experience." Because so imagine cooler. how hard it would have been to complete that choreography without that song. Tough, but they made it through like eighty percent of filming without music, and then they their the music guy they hired there at the end came through and got them all the songs they requested that they wanted on I the movie. I hope he got a fat check. Oh, I'm sure he did. That's Dirty Dancing, Catherine. Are we done? Yeah. Oh. Told you it goes by fast. I could talk about that movie forever. I love it so What more much. would you say about it? I mean, we could be done. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that's Dirty Dancing. Um, if you don't have it, I don't believe it's on any streaming platforms at this time. We, uh, we ended no, up, it's on, I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. We just own it because it's my favorite. Oh, is it? I don't know. That's a good question. Well, it might be on Netflix. So if it is check it out on Netflix, if it's not go rent it, go buy it. It's also often in the $5 DVDs at Walmart, <laughs> which is why, why this movie's still making money. <laughs> It's because uh, it's treated like it's less than, but it's really, truly a good movie. And if you haven't seen it, uh, add it to your list. I remember when I packed all my stuff to move into the our new apartment and I had to like downsize some things. I had a box of DVDs, like my all-time favorites. Did you at least keep the Dirty Dancing no, one? No, I got rid of all of you them. You got I rid of it? Literally all. You told me to. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but yeah, it broke my heart. Well, should have kept it so I could loan it to you guys who have never seen it. Wow. There you go. So that was the run through for Dirty Dancing. That was fun. Thank you, Catherine, for joining me. You're welcome. We'll have you again for when we do uh, Pretty Woman. Oh, yeah. Her other favorite movie. They're is like, there a third movie? Mm-mm. It's just those two. I was going to say, if there's like a trifecta of like classic movies that just just make you feel some type of way. Pretty Woman and Dirty Dancing are the only two that like when I'm sad or just like home by myself and cuddled up on the couch, I'll pop those movies on. Hmm. They're my go-tos. Well, there you go. That was the uh, was the run through for Dirty Dancing. Thanks for joining me. 
Bay. You're welcome. And uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for listening. Share with a friend and uh, go watch Dirty Dancing. Bye.